0: Today's show. Today is the ninth of July. We're just trekking along. Time is going by, and I I know it's like it's gonna be a heat wave here in Southern California this weekend. But I was talking to my son yesterday, and he said, "I don't even feel like spring happened." And then I'm like, "Well, we're in summer now, so spring came and left, and now we're in the summertime." And yes, it's getting hot, but the time seems to just be going by so quickly and so differently that it it doesn't actually matter about time because what's happening is kind of setting the pace as opposed to I have a meeting today or I got to be here or I got to be there. That still hasn't happened again in life the same way. And so time is not structured by the things we're doing every day. It's kind of what's happening every day. It's a different kind of reality. Almost like, you know, we couldn't have dreamed this up in the past. We just could not have imagined that something was going to in an accelerated way that was outside of us as opposed to just inside but as things start shaking up inside of us, we start to grow outside of us. The energy starts emulating, and it's interesting to see it. And it comes out in our dreams, and it comes out in our conversations, and it's, you know, embedded in our thoughts. Now, even places that aren't as affected by the coronavirus or by illness or possible illness by going out and or however it is, having to stay home, having to be protective or not, it's in the energy of our world right now to pay attention to just paying attention. And as we're doing that, it's, it's coming into us, into our thoughts in such a way that I don't know if any of us who are going through this will ever not think of taking care of ourselves in that way ever again and just understanding what, what's right and what's wrong because the line has really been drawn in the sand between the two. So it's, it's quite interesting. We'll talk about it more. I just had to say something. It was, it's interesting when I, when I get certain dreams, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this has spilled over into that deep part of our um, subconscious mind. So I have a dream that says, quick anonymous dream partner was driving his car, me in the passenger seat. He was driving super risky. I feared he would drown the car in the river. I panicked and told him to stop when he didn't stop. I stopped the car with my willpower somehow magically unbuckled and got out. He continued his driving. No harsh feelings. Later, while making love, his face turned into my father's. I revolted. I said, no, this is totally wrong and left again. Feeling relieved in a way. I knew I understood something now, but didn't know what this was in real life. Much love. These feelings are, I know it's going to sound weird, but releasing and regaining control it's like you're in a car you don't have control of how that car is going to run you don't have control of the driver you can tell them watch out you can tell them whatever you want but you have no control over the driver so it you have to trust the people you walk into a car with even though we never think of it we just assume that if we're in a car with somebody they they know how to drive and they know how to drive well or cautiously or safely but we get in because we trust and then when they behave in a way that we did not expect, we can save ourselves still, even though we feel we have no control. You still in your brain found a way to save yourself, even though he continued to drive in a risky, reckless way. But then you stopped the car with your mind. So now you're realizing, okay, I, I have a say In what happens to me, I'm not just sitting here as a victim waiting for something bad to happen. If I see something that's going to harm me in some way, I can get myself out of that situation. And don't you love dreams because you can just will it away? Well, you can in some ways shape what's going on around you because you know in your heart you have the power to do that. He continued to drive, so he wasn't going to change. But you changed. You helped yourself. Part of the dream, and I I have to say this part, and I know it's going to sound weird, but you may be having more deep-seated feelings for your partner. He may be doing nothing different for those feelings, but you're settling into the relationship And you're understanding that no matter what he does, good, bad, or indifferent, that you can survive it. That you know you can handle whatever comes your way with him. And that's the kicker. You are willing to let him be him and you be you. I know in a dream they're always so dramatic, right? It's like a a reckless car and you have to save yourself and all this action-packed like television series type stuff. But it's saying that even if my life were in danger, I know I can help myself and still be with someone. It doesn't mean that you're getting abused or hit or, or whatever. I mean, it was something as simple as a car and maybe his way of driving. And maybe you feel that he could be reckless in certain situations, but that you will still be okay. So that has those two things going on, one towards the boyfriend and your deep-rooted feelings towards him, and the other that you can save yourself, and in both cases, you can, that you feel you have the tools, no matter what anybody does, close or far away, you can still handle what's going to go on around you, Thing because You go, later, while making love, his face turns into my father's. I was revolted. Now, your boyfriend is becoming the tool of your growth. That feeling of lack of control because you were a passenger in your parents' car for your lifetime until you were old enough to not be a passenger in your parents' car. And now it's almost like you've got to work out these feelings with your parents. Boyfriend is becoming this tool to show you that whatever you're feeling is in you, not because of him. Even though his driving was erratic, you found a way to help yourself. Even though you're making love and he turns into your dad, which is, you know, Kind of a hard thing to take in that moment. You are saying that my father and I, okay, I have feelings I need to resolve with him. They go pretty deep and they affect me in the sense of who I accept in my life and who I don't. You know that question... How do I get here? How did I get here? How will I go on? That moment in your dream where you saw your father's face in a place where you would least expect to see it is letting you know how deeply you are affected by your parents. And it, there's more children in a family, when you have bigger families, and there's, let's say, six kids or five kids or even three kids. The effect of our parents is different on us than if we are an only child. Because only children, their parents are their toys, their play people, their their influence. I mean, it's all you guys have is these two people, and whatever they do, whatever they talk about you don't have anyone to distract yourself from them with. So you take in from them. And for the most part, as a child, an only child, you are unopposed. Kids can fight with other kids. Like you, you learn to negotiate. You learn to compromise. You learn that hitting hurts. You learn that maybe there's other ways to deal with things. You learn problem solving, conflict resolution. You learn all of that just even having one brother or sister. So you absorb less, even though you are very affected, less of the personality traits in treating the things our parents do as more than just our parents but also our play partners or maybe feeling like we were ignored or whatever it is or, you know, wow, they're pretty weird or, or whatever it is that we leave with. We can balance that because we have other personalities to kind of dilute the effect in a different way and put it in a different perspective. And when we are only children, we just suck them in. That's why people say, you know, sometimes it's hard to get along with children who are only children because when they are, they've been unopposed. So their arguments, their things that they're thinking about are more childlike because those things were not resolved as a child. So letting go of our parents has to happen in a bigger way tain a relationship with our parents. Because I do know a little bit about this person who is sending in this dream, so I, I need to make that point. But this is where you start to say, okay, this is where I draw the line. This is where I begin and my parents end in my mind. Because it bled into your relationships to the point where in the one place where you would least think about them or your dad was the most it was there staring at you. And you're like, holy cow, how did they get this far in? Well, do it maliciously. They were just existing. But because you were the only one there, you took it all in. And you finally are saying, stop. I get how far your influence has gone. I need to step back and reclaim myself, who am I in this? And that's where the relief comes in, feeling relieved in a way, like you said. I knew I understood something now, but didn't know that what that, what that us is, or what that is in real life. It's that you are growing past the barriers that you have been holding on to, All of this time. I don't know how old you are today, but look at how long it took to take influence. Just to take influence that we didn't even know was in there and see it. And then not only see it, but be able to respond to it in a way that we can see that it was just a bigger part of us than we we knew. And a lot of times we fight these things all of our lives and never know. So when you send in a dream and we get to talk about it, we just get to talk about it, sometimes even just hearing it back. It's one thing to write it. It's one thing to dream it. But then to hear someone read it. And then to hear them talk about it, and then to feel the, the, the bells ringing, that ding, 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 I got it. I guess those aren't bells, those are buzzers, but you know. But it's interesting how deep the people we love, the people we know, the people we even chose to be with while we were here to learn from, While we are here, how deep that goes inside of us. How deeply we are affected. That feeling of relief, in a way, in your dream, even though you stood up and you, you knew it was wrong and you left yet again, but you felt relieved, is that you finally got to the bottom of who really was, ironically, in this dream, in the driver's seat. Because in your dream, it was your partner. But in your dream, your partner turned into your father. Been controlling you all this time. Is the thoughts that you took in and didn't even know how to revisit as a child, and because you feel that same level of closeness and caring towards your partner you are able to now parallel and segue into where those original feelings were put in this is actually a great sign for your partner that you you feel this way because this is telling you a lot more than it appears to be telling you. The super risky, scared you'd drown in the car, asks him to stop, he didn't stop, so you stopped the car. Magically. You unbuckled, you got out. You, you retook your control. And you tried to get away from Dad, and then you see his face again because at the deep-rooted part of what you were thinking, and a lot of same-sex people go to the same-sex parent. That's your greatest level of influence is the same-sex parent. But your greatest level of feeling lack of control, it turns out, is from your father, not your mother. And that can throw you off because a lot of times the fathers let the mothers do the talking and then they may or may not chime in and most of the time they're agreeing with the mother because they have learned not to disagree or they've learned, yes, not to disagree with the other parent. They've learned that a united front works quite well. And because women are more verbal, they take over the conversation, the father agrees, and that makes you feel helpless that you don't have a partner. You don't have another another kid to back you up. It's just so interesting, such an interesting dynamic. Because once you realize that, hey, my father wasn't listening to me. I'm saying, hey, you're driving a little nuts. Hey, you're showing up where I don't want you to. But it's all because of not feeling heard. And a lot of us don't feel heard by our fathers because our fathers aren't home as much or weren't home as much. The kids today are getting their parents differently than I ever got mine because everyone is at home for months. And even if they're not just at home, the time at home, the cooking at home, the home project has taken over a lot of our lives in the United States. So we are learning to communicate better because we're getting more time with them time being that most valuable asset but in my generation a lot of us my dad worked every day 7 days a week we owned a grocery store he was only home at night after a certain time but he left at 5:30 or 4:30 sometimes every single day he was like a clock so we Never really saw our dad in the daytime. Then he retired and he didn't know what to do with himself and we didn't know what to do with him because we didn't have a template of how to interact with him as a daytime person. We didn't know how to fit him in. My mom felt like every day was all night. It was just so weird. And then after a year of that, we never did settle into a system because we weren't used to our father's input. We weren't used to his presence in that way, and we actually never got used to it. After a year of retirement, not only did my father go back to work, but my mother went back to work. My dad got another grocery store, and my mother opened a bakery. And then everybody was, like, happy again. Everyone knew what to do again. Because fathers aren't absent, but their role was so deeply defined that we only looked at our fathers for certain things, big decisions, financial support, and how well they got along with our mothers. And believe it or not, even if the two parents would be like, what is it, like standing against you, what it would feel like, like you can't do this, and they both say it, that actually works better psychologically than one who lets you get away with something and the other one who doesn't. Because now you realize that they're not together, that they don't actually get along or they're not alike, and it makes you feel like, oh, wow, they don't really care about each other because they're not listening to each other. So when they're a united front, even though it might not be something you want from them, you actually need to see that. So seeing your father in the wrong place like that was just telling you how deep the influence was of that, like, no communication and him showing up in the weirdest of places. So if you, sometimes you can just acknowledge that, hey, my father and I, I love him. He has helped me in these ways. I can now kind of go on. I can accept that he is a person of who he is, not what I need him to be. And I was a child who needed more love, caring, hugging. I may not have gotten it, but let me look at what he's given me. Because this dream is all based in the roots of what you're thinking, of what you've been basing decisions on, of who you've been choosing as a partner. And you finally found someone that maybe might have felt scary to you because when sometimes we get those feelings, those give tissue feelings, like they're building a future, whether you can see it or not on the outside, you feel it on the inside. Just like when we feel things on the inside that tell us I'm in the wrong place, we also feel those feelings on the inside that tell us we are in the right place. And whoever your partner is, this dream is telling you that because it's able to unlock those deep-rooted, deep-seated feelings that you had prior to walking into the relationship. Because never forget, It's nothing new. There's just certain people who help us see, help us unlock the stuff that's been driving us because we feel like we are safe enough to face those parts of us. So I hope that that helps you kind of navigate in your daily life that, hey, you know what? I am actually in a good place. These quick dreams that we think are the quickest are actually the most precise. Sometimes we have dreams with all these different details, and they just go on and on, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I flew, and then I drowned, and then I still was alive, and you realize nothing can kill you. But these dreams, the ones that really tell you, oh, my gosh, I've gotten down to this, Holy cow! You know, you know that you're growing. And I can tell you right now, a lot of times when we resist growing on the outside, Or we can't see it coming because it doesn't look like what we thought. We think growing is that neon light that's like a a lightning bolt and it just shoots us in the forehead and says, oh, you have grown now and this is how. Like it comes with the whole book of answers. That's not how it works. Our growth is subtle. Our biggest growths are truly, truly just something that sneaks up on us because it takes so many steps to get there that by the time we get there, we are prepared. So whatever it is in our lives right now, today, that we think we're working on, if you were to say to yourself, how did I feel about this a year ago? And you realize how much you've grown. You may not be at that destination you're looking for, but you've grown. You've grown. We have been taught to look for big answers, big signs, big this, big that. But when the biggest things happen, like the culminations, like the graduations or the awards or whatever, those were the times Christ least wrote to me. Because those were just the result of everything he was teaching me. The everyday, the efforts, the realizations, the conclusions, making the harder decisions instead of just going with the flow. Being willing to go through the process. Being willing to take out things that are not working instead of keeping them in just because it's a habit. Being willing to tell people, hey, I love you. Being willing to get out of relationships that aren't serving either soul well because the growing has finished being willing to take a look at your own role in your own life and taking an accounting for what you're doing so that you can steer yourself better. So those big things were not the event. The event was getting there. And it's a lot of events, which is why Christ says, over and over and over again, over and over again, Every change is a million baby steps. Every change is a million baby steps. Thank you for the dream. I just could only do that dream. There was just so much going on in it. I will see you guys tomorrow for Questions Friday. I love you guys. Bye-bye.